0: Came here. I was just fresh, 21 years old. Um, didn't have any kids. I wasn't married at the time. And just the city embraced me, and they showed me so much love. They, they kind of. I just grew up here, and it just was a spot to just show me so much love. And I kind of wanted to reciprocate that love. Um, it just finally feels like where I grew up, and it's the place where I wanted to end my career.
1: Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio. This is Cleveland Browns Daily. Brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura.
2: All right, let's do it live on a game day Monday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. I am merely Bo. He is the great Z. That was Joe Hayden. That was a special Saturday.
3: Beautiful. Yeah. Love Joe. I'm so excited to get to see him tonight. We're going to have him on the program in just about 15 minutes. I'm excited to get to talk to him. And uh, what a great honor for a guy who was a great Brown and who really was, in many ways, the face of this franchise and the face of, you know, the Browns, certainly in this city at that time. Now, Joe Thomas, obviously, is going straight to the Hall of Fame. The Hoff, that's our boy. That's our guy. Yep. But as a left tackle, and he wasn't back then, you know, the media sensation that he is now. He was just really really good. Joe Hayden was a corner and was the face and had the number 1 selling jersey in the league, which yeah. is still one of the craziest things ever, but it's true.
2: Yeah, he was and he was at everything. At all the Cavs you know, games. He was at yeah. all of those Cavs yep. games. He would go to the Indians games at the time. Like he was a man about town. Yes, you know. Without so question. that was even really to this day, you know, whether it was, you know, Baker early on or Miles now, I don't know that anybody's been more man about town than I mean he's as much as anybody in the last decade.
3: I don't think anybody's close, and from a Brown standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Nobody think of like
2: guys who would be seen at stuff. The thing about Joe is he was here in the off season. Nobody's even close. Like a lot of our yes. guys would leave. Yeah, a lot of our guys leave in the off season. He didn't. Like he was here and he lived here. It was and this was home.
3: Nobody's close. The guy who could end up being close would be Greg Newsom, if he makes a, bunch, a few Pro Bowls and because he'll be – he's at Cavs games all the time. He'll be, I'm sure, during the bye week when we talk to him at the, uh, at the coaches show. He'll be there. Um, he has a chance to be kind of that next Joe Hayden in terms of just always being around in the city and being at everything. So yeah, what, how that manifests itself, we'll see. Uh, he's got to obviously do some things on the football field, get to some Pro Bowls uh, and things of that nature. But, it, there's no, Joe Hayden was one of one He was beloved – yeah. A beloved teammate, uh, just a great guy. I love talking to him. Always one of the nice guys, always had a smile on his face, very much like Kirko in that regard. Yep. Um, but obviously a little bit higher profile. But, by the way, Kirko's still kicking around in the league, starting for the, yeah. the Texans. I mean, that's a pretty good career. Drafted in 2014, and you're still rolling around. That is – you've done something quite right.
2: Yeah, you, you absolutely have. Uh, oh, by the way, we have a football game here tonight. Um, It is the hated Bengals in town. It is Halloween. It is at 815 on the kick. Um, There will be significant players uh, on both sides out of this one. We talked last week. Jamar Chase will not be playing in this game from our perspective. Also ruled out David Njoku. That one we figured. Wyatt Teller, we figured. Denzel Ward continues to be in concussion protocol. I would be, I mean, I would, I think that there are major, concerns about Denzel Ward now with the amount of concussions and this is f- gonna be four weeks in the protocol I mean it's it's I never would have thought it seemed like such an innocuous hit um, in in the when he when he got hurt I just am shocked that he's still uh down at this point. Joe Haig as well with the concussion ruled out tonight as well. Your heart breaks for him. You know he had nothing more than than to play and he just cannot get there. No. Um in terms of questionable tonight, Farrell Brown, Greg Newsom, Jeremiah Owusukora, and Greedy Williams, uh what do you feel on those guys at the on the questionable side?
3: Uh I feel good about everybody other than Jeremiah Owusukuramoah. Mm-hmm. I hate to see a late add to the to the proceedings there as you saw uh, with Greg Newsome but you know JOK has not practiced all week and for the Browns typically you gotta practice if you're gonna end up playing and, and I think that we could be in a situation where you look at that linebacker room you know the good news is I think that we'll be for the for the large majority of the game we will be in nickel because they will be in 11 personnel so we'll only need two linebackers out there but in the event that you don't have jeremiah usu in this one you would probably be playing dion jones sione takitaki and and tony phillips in your or tony fields i'm sorry in your base defense tony fields has played one defensive snap for the browns in his career which was against the pittsburgh steelers earlier this year so that is to me that is a concerning thing but again the Bengals. Obviously, with Jamar Chase, we're an 11 personnel, three wide receivers on the field 98% of the time the last few weeks. Like, that is literally all they do. So if that's the case, the Browns should be in a good position to be able to match that with nickel. But does that mean you go with Jones and Taki Takis, your two linebackers? Or do you play the Speedy Fields, who's, you know, much more body type running ability of a JOK? Not ideal. The good news is they're not. They don't really throw the ball their tight ends a ton. Hayden Hurst has had you know a decent year. Uh, Last year he did. Last week I'm sorry he did have six catches for 48 yards, which were both season highs. Uh, But again, that's eight yards a catch. He hasn't done. He's 29 catches, 226 yards, 7.8 yards catch for the
2: season. If JOK is indeed out, yeah, that would then mean that just for this week you would be without four critical. Starters, and remember, you're already out, Anthony Walker Jr., who's critical as we figured out as as anybody at the linebacker standpoint. But if you're without JOK, Teller, Ward, and Najoku, those are among your ten most important players on your team, and you might be without all of them tonight. So that is not great in any way. No, it's not
3: great, but it. No one's going to feel safe It's the NFL, you, it right? It it's the NFL. It just sucks. Like it's. Yes.
2: I mean, we're not even we're not even halfway home yet in this season, and it feels like it's just stacks in an incredible way. And it when does. did this JOK injury happen? I don't know, because he played basically
3: the whole game. He played 51 of our 64 defensive snaps against the Ravens last week and was sensational. And And I don't remember him coming out at the end. He was Pro Football Focus's number two linebacker of the week. Six tackles, a tackle for a loss, two passes defense, the forced fumble in that one. He forced the fumble that the Browns recovered late in that game. Um, he was amazing. I thought he was sensational. And and yeah, you really want to have him out there in this one.
2: Yes, for sure. Um, all the while this one is a as important as it could be for us in terms of trying to keep some glimmer of hope of a season and you know, still alive. It's Gotta like have two it. and five you can't can't it. not have it. The last thing you want to do is go into a bye week this way. For Cincinnati, you got to keep pace with Baltimore. Uh, a win would allow them to stay at 5-3 and three and do it. It would keep them from dropping uh, a second divisional game, which is something we're attempting not to do as well. So all of that is the backdrop, let alone Battle of Ohio and all of that. But then you also had this news yester- yesterday from Adam Schefter. Uh, sources saying that they- we are willing to grant Kareem Hunt his trade request. Um, now, this was a trade request that had happened in August. This isn't a new one, is it? It's just... It's continuation right. of yes, the previous continuation. One. Yeah, and was it the, even August? Was it? In, it was in the it summer. It's a training right? camp. So yeah, it's probably August. <clears throat> yeah,
3: but yes, bounds would be open to that. And I, anything that's going to happen, I think I expect it would happen tomorrow. By the way, back to the Bengals real quick. They're already zero two in the division. This would be zero three because they lost Pittsburgh one. in the opener. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, so they, they would be you. that would be a. So this
2: game matters a lot to them. Oh, it's huge for them. Yeah, yeah, nice. like, for sure. In that respect, and keeping yes. pace with Baltimore, who they're already a game down if they were to lose here, they would essentially be three games behind Baltimore because Baltimore has the tiebreaker and they'd be two games out. So yeah, they they have to keep pace. They will be supremely motivated. Uh, The Kareem hunt deal. uh, If there is a deal, it would be tomorrow. Four o'clock is the NFL's trade deadline. According to uh, Adam Schefter's sources, uh, ESPN, the, uh, the Browns would like to receive a fourth round pick in any trade involving hunt or compensation. It would be better than the compensatory pick they would receive in 2024. Um, if it doesn't go well tonight, I, I I hope that that is the case for his sake and for our sake in terms of recouping assets, um, because it just feels like if, if you drop to two and six, then that the writing is certainly on the wall at that point.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I hope. Th- I think there's a world in which we win and you can give Kareem Hunt an opportunity to thrive somewhere else and lean on you know Jerome Ford returning who we liked. You lean on Dearness Johnson behind like Nick Emma Chubb. Um, you you're excellent at that position so if if there's an opportunity for him to be able to thrive elsewhere the browns to get assets which they will need then i say you know go for it we'll see but so far it felt like i thought maybe today you would see a flurry of activity on the trade market because of the fact that you know everybody else has played and kind of knows where they stand but so far fairly quiet on that trade market
2: it has been i i do wonder if kind of waiting on tonight a little bit but you feel like other teams, other else. teams, yeah, many of the other teams that already have. Unless there are teams waiting on Kareem Hunt, sure. Like if if there are Philly, the Rams, Bills, if there's three or four teams waiting on Kansas City, waiting on Kareem. I saw the Titans were the second betting choice to land Kareem Hunt. What the Titans? Why I have no idea, but they were according to a a, a betting source, they were the second choice huh. of landing uh, Kareem Hunt. I did not see who the first was because this was from a Tennessee beat writer perspective. Um, but the, the Titans are, want to be very active at the deadline right now as well. So, I don't know. Insurance are just two-headed monster of them both. And if they have to go with Malik Willis, they could do that. I don't know. Um, but but worth noting. And, the, you know, there could be more. Because if you watched football yesterday, it's bonkers, man. It's absolutely bonkers. There is separation in the AFC at the top very clearly. No and there's doubt. separation at the very, very top of the NFC. And then other than that, it's pretty wide open what happens on a week to week basis
3: who would you consider so obviously bills chiefs are the That's are, it. are the top in the afc who would you consider to be the tops in the nfc philly and
2: anyone um i i mean i i've always i know they're four and four but i i Niners. really like the san francisco 49ers yeah. especially with philly dallas, Dad, right? dallas vikings dallas. i would have dallas too yeah probably i'd probably go philly dallas but i would probably say like if if you were saying bet the house on an nfc team to make the super bowl i would probably roll with san francisco okay getting healthy with mccaffrey and i feel like sure they're gonna have a lot of fun and i trust the coach more than you know some of those other spots necessarily um so that's where you stand gonna be there's a lot on this one tonight you had the halloween aspect of it uh, and you and way that you go when when it comes to should be a lot of juice for this game tonight hey Browns fans you could enter for a chance to win season tickets for the 2023 season from Sugardale and local Meyer two lucky fans will have a chance to compete on the field during halftime the number 27th game for the ultimate prize text Browns to 55678 to enter today uh, Joe Hayden will join us coming up next we'll go around the league a little bit hit you with some over/unders coming up a little bit later in the program. Ben Baby will join us as well from the Bengals side of things. Your game day forecast—you have that to look forward to, which is very, very nice here on a reaction Monday. We are off and running. The Hoff as well. Good grief! You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
0: Just the memories of my, my teammates. Like, I thought my, my first thing I was thought of, like, Big Phil. I thought of Phil Taylor. I thought of T.J. Ward. I thought of Buster Screen. I thought of Gibson. I thought of just about the dudes that I was here with, like, having so much fun and just walking through these halls and going through the practice fields and just the, just the battles that we went into.
1: Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming
0: soon to Ohio on
1: 850 ESPN Cleveland.
2: Rumkey Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join us as a customer or as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumkey.com to learn more. Pretty special over the weekend to have Joe back here. Uh saw our, our video crew put the video up of him walking around the facility, uh, down with Brad hanging out. Yeah, and he had the beautiful, cool.
3: the beautiful Pro Bowl jersey yeah. on the wall, which was the one that I, in, my great, uh, in the great caper on me, that inspired the uniform that I thought was going to be the next bronze uniform. And that uniform is awesome. It's good. Luck. Basically, whatever that was, where the orange was, it would be our orange, and where the black was, it would be like a a dark chocolate brown. Yeah, it was stunning. I mean, really, it was great. It was, was certainly good. better than whatever. There was a happened. lot of
2: rumors about that too. That that's what that that there was some that that was real, and then you were really duped. Duped. Yeah. By the
3: way, significantly better than what we did in two thousand
2: fourteen. I don't have a problem with that. There. Yeah. How could you? Yeah. No. You're a no. smart man, no, a man of consequence and yeah.
3: and intelligence.
2: Yeah. It was it was good to see him back. I think it's we'll have him on here in a second. I think it's always um I, I just think it's really cool how he basically split his career between both. And I don't think it he it's not as any sort of disrespect to Pittsburgh, but there is an affinity he has for here. That even though yes. he won a lot more in Pittsburgh, there is definitely an affinity for this town and for maybe the fact that he grew up here and went from a you know young man to a man here yeah it's a remarkable thing
3: it certainly is and it's again a beloved player a beloved teammate a beloved part of the fabric of cleveland and that's why he was who he was always smiling always positive i've said many many times as good of a football player he was a better guy off the field and he treated everybody in this building everybody with the utmost respect and made you feel like when he stopped to talk to you like he wanted to talk to you. He wanted to be there and wanted to, the interaction was important to him as it was to you. And that's what, to me, says all you need to know about Joe Hayden. And, and the fact that he was a great player on top of it is, is even better. I remember I was doing work for uh, my former employer uh, back in the day when he was drafted. I met Joe, interviewed him that day. Oh, you were at the draft? At the draft, that's Radio City cool. Music Hall. Uh, interviewed him. I flew back on the plane that he flew back to Cleveland on. He had a beautiful black diamond stud earring. I remember those. And uh, he was he couldn't have been nicer then as a 21 year old kid. And it's it's just awesome to see. I, I'm honestly shocked he's not still playing. He definitely can still play. I was going to say,
2: can we you know can he pop in for a probably, listen for no tonight? We pop got, in?
3: Throw 21 on. I know we got a 23. Switch to 21 anyway when he went
2: to yeah. uh, the Steelers. So why not? Throw it, throw it on, him and give it a go. You might, you might need it because while we, as as you wait on Joe here, this matchup tonight, no Jamar Chase for Cincinnati. Don't don't waste any tears for Cincinnati. They're gonna sl- throw it all over the place tonight. Uh, I feel like in the last three or four games, they've decided that that's who they are. They're gonna play out of the gun a lot, and I think Burrow will throw it a lot. And I don't think that they're gonna be hindered much in terms of approach without. Jamar Chase in the game. They'll be hindered a great deal on results, I think, because it's a totally different approach when you have Chase or when you don't. Um, But this is a a full day tonight uh, down at the stadium trying to stop Burrow in this offense.
3: Yeah, look, the fact is Joe Burrow is an elite quarterback, and you think about last week, and again, this is with Jamar Chase, 34-42, 481 yards, three touchdowns, and he ran for a touchdown as well, these aren't video game numbers, even though they feel that way, back-to-back games, over 300 yards, three touchdowns, passing, one touchdown, rushing, no interceptions, no one's ever done that before, in the history of the league, which blows my mind, but it's true, Nobody's done that. He has multiple passing touchdowns in five straight games, 15 total. He's got a rushing touchdown in three straight games. He is as good as anybody. Second in the league in yards, fifth in completion percentage, third in touchdowns. He's got the top quarterback rating in the league since week number three. Since then, he's averaging about 300 yards a game with 12 touchdowns, only one interception. The guy is phenomenal. Now, you're losing the number one option, sixth in the NFL and receiving Jamar Chase, but T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd already have over 900 yards and five touchdowns themselves. They're averaging over 15 yards a catch themselves. So they still have plenty of talent. And Joe Mixon, who has not been as productive this year, maybe this is a game where they try to get Joe Mixon going again. Yeah, And he's been very good against the Browns. 300-yard games against the Browns in his career. He averages 125 total yards and .75 touchdowns per game in eight career games against Cleveland. So he's good. By the way, he's 31 yards away from 5,000 yards rushing for his career, which is a nice milestone for Joe Mixon. But touching the ball a lot, 148 touches in their seven games. So you know that he's getting it over 20 times. He will touch it a lot. I expect them, him to become really the third guy in this offense and and he's got a touchdown in three of his last four games. So he's he's starting to come around a little bit for them after a sluggish start, especially rushing the ball.
2: Yeah, and I, I would think that with the injuries we have at the linebacker position, you could get Mixon who has shown an ability to do that out of the backfield involved. Yep. Someone's gonna have to pick up the slack. I mean, yep, Chase is it's a ton of targets, it's a ton of production every every week. Uh Burrow is throwing it for a lot of yards on a week in, week out basis, I'm sure that that will be the thing tonight. They'll attempt to do all of that. That is who they are. So someone's got to pick it up. It's just a matter of who it is. And then conversely, when we have the ball, you know, as someone was asking me this morning about about that process, and I said, boy, you know what? Like in all honesty, you get the performance you got last week in Baltimore. You're going to give yourself an opportunity to win. Twenty two to twenty eight. Nick Chubb five and a half yards a carry. Sure, that should do it.
3: Yep. That should have done it last week. Uh,
2: that's, that's certainly
3: the recipe for the Cleveland Browns. But what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to get after Joe Burrow. You're going to have to generate takeaways. You're going to have to take care of the football yourself and, you know, limit the big plays. That's part of it is that even without Chase, even without Chase, just Higgins and Boyd alone already have three touchdowns of more than 40 yards this yeah. year.
2: Yeah, that's that's the task, and it's a tall one, certainly. Um, well, we, we'll ask him if he's got any snaps in him. You know, Joe Hayden joining us now yes. on the Twisted Tea Hard Ice Tea official sponsor of the Cleveland Browns. Keep it Twisted, Cleveland. Joe, so great to see you back in the building over the weekend. Uh, to see you back as a Brown. Uh, well, let's start there. Do you got any snaps in? We got a long injury report here, pal.
0: <laughs> Hilarious. No, I, I mean I wish, <laughs> but I think I think I've I, I, I hung them up officially.
2: What was, this, uh, what was this weekend like for you? Um, so beloved here, obviously, and by fans and everybody here in the building alike. Uh, what did it mean for you to, to have this go this way this weekend and, and have this weekend back here in Cleveland?
0: Man, it's, it's been unreal. You know, just the love of the city, me coming back, um, being able to have all my friends, all the relationships that I built, you know, when I first got here, being able to have my family come out, um, have always showing love was at the game yesterday. You got Donovan Mitchell signed Jersey off of his back after the 38 in <laughs> the win. So it's just, it's just been, it's just been unbelievable. Man, I'm having so much fun and I think it's going, it's going nightcap tonight.
3: Joe, Nathan here. So happy for you, man. can't wait to see you later today and just, Uh, first of all congratulations and and as I was saying earlier you were in many ways the face of this franchise for such a long time not only on the field not only in Pro Bowls but also out in the community And, and you know I always think of you not only making plays on the field but being present at those Cavs games so I think it was only it was poetic that there was a home Cavs game last night and what about that ovation you received I mean there aren't many people that, you know, leave the Browns, and obviously not under the circumstances any of us would have yeah. wanted to, but you last played here in 2016. Yeah. You go play for the Steelers for six years, for crying out loud, and you come back, <laughs> and the ovation that you got at that game last night, what did that mean to you, and, and did that just kind of speak to you, to, to the impact you had here on this city in your time here?
0: Man, it it kind of almost choked me up a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, It just shows that it's, it's so reciprocated, everything that – the love that I gave out to the city. And they just – they appreciated it. They embraced it. And just yesterday, like, getting that crazy, like you said, it was so loud. I was just looking around <laughs> and everybody, man, Joe, you're a legend. Thank you for everything you did for the city, not only on the field, but off the field. I mean, just the respect. I just – it was amazing, overwhelming, and I love everybody from the city that just that just tried to show me that love.
2: Joe, take us back to that, that time, you know, upon being drafted here. And uh, you're a kid who had a great deal of success at the University of Florida on some of the greatest college football teams of all time. Uh, you're drafted early in the first round. You come to Cleveland. I, 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 Nathan and I were talking about this earlier. I don't recall any athlete who threw themselves into a city the way that you did. Do you remember that being a conscious decision? What, what made you want to be so involved in the city the way that you were? What do you remember about that time?
0: Um, I, I remember just you know I was finally my dream came true you know what I'm saying I was drafted to the league so basically you know I've always been like a basketball fan always been just a really really big sports fan and coming to Cleveland I've never really been to Cleveland before I didn't know how much they loved and embraced you know what I'm saying the sports and I'm all for it so I just felt like man y'all love your teams so do I so like let's 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 do it I love basketball I love just being being around being with the people so once they kind of they showed me that they loved it and i was going to do it regardless so, so once that happened it was just like man this is perfect
3: <laughs> joe what was it like in when you you know you get drafted by the browns you come here you mentioned and one of the quotes you said the press conference you're a 21 year old guy you end up you know you get married while you're here with the browns you sign you're like the first guy in forever to sign a second contract You know, that was drafted by the Browns, which was a very, very big deal when you signed that deal. And I remember sitting in the studio and you guys signed it in that conference room, literally right across the hallway right right there. I remember. Yeah. You and your and your lovely wife were there. What was that moment like for you? And was that a moment that, you know, you look back on as one of those truly life changing moments?
0: Oh, my goodness. Yes. Like the the draft day moment, of course. But your second contract is the contract where you get paid for what you've done in the league like what yep. the, your peers and what everybody's seeing you do so that second contract is the boom like okay i made it and now i continue to have to perform obviously but it's expected of me like this is i'm getting paid the big bucks because they know i'm gonna go ball so that was just a real like man you you're doing your thing in the league continue keep it going but like that was like a a real like man, not you didn't just get drafted and you were bust or anything. But I mean, you know what I'm saying it happens. But being able to work, work, grind, and then get that second deal was like, man, yes.
3: <laughs> yeah. Five years sixty seven million
2: dollars. Yeah, that's a yes. I would I'd be pretty <laughs> fired up about that too. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you have such a unique perspective in that you played for these two franchises where there is this incredible dislike between the two fan bases. Um what Ooh. what Perspective can you give on uh playing on both sides of
0: it um the 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 feelings are mutual <laughs> <laughs> for sure you guys do not like each other i but i think it's a um it, in in the building though it's a competitive and a respectful competitive like you know each other don't like each other you're going to get the best shot it doesn't matter what the records are. Cleveland's gonna give you their best shot every time you play them. You want to beat the Steelers because you just that—that's your arch rival. And the same way over there in Pittsburgh, they respect the Browns because they know exactly what they're gonna get every single time. It's gonna be a, a fight. So I think just the teams having that mutual, like you really don't like each other. I mean, that's just something that is it's from the teams and it's from the cities.
3: Joe. This is obviously a very big game for the Browns who have not gotten off to the start that they mm. wanted to. It is against the Bengals and no matter where you were, if you were the Brown or if you were a sealer, you got the Bengals twice a year every single year. Do you have any great memories, you know, from your time either here or in Pittsburgh of games against the Bengals? I can think of I'm trying to think of I want to say in 2014 there's a game where you had a pick we won 34-24 and I know there's a game where you had two picks and your first career touchdown, but unfortunately we did not get that one done there back in uh,
0: 2013. No, no. I, I mean, I w- it was a two-pick game. I thought we got us off to a good start. We came back and lost that one. Um, but then I had to yeah, – that that game, though, was probably one of my – I had two picks in one quarter. So yeah. that was one of my highlights versus the Bengals.
3: Well, we need, we need somebody to get to follow – emulate you tonight. Two picks in one quarter I think will oh. help us out tremendously. And
0: is, is, I think Newsom could do it. For sure. I, I like him I, with two picks.
3: By the way, I don't know if any – and we. I just was with him on Thursday night for, uh, for the coaches show out on a remote. And, you know, he goes to the Cavs games all the time. He's got your natural kind of smile. He's always positive, happy mm-hmm. to see everybody. And he said you guys had not met yet, but I think you guys are – he's a little bit of a, a kindred spirit of yours. I think you guys will enjoy each other's uh, company for sure.
0: Yes, I got to meet him actually on uh, – was it Saturday at the practice? Okay. So me okay. and, yeah, we got to hang out. We got to chop it up for sure. So sure. great, great dude, man. I see a really, really bright future for him, though, for sure. He definitely reminds me of myself. So I just hope he just <laughs> Which is all. a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: and and yeah. MJ Emerson too, right, Joe? He's a Floridian uh, wearing that two threes. Oh, and you, you hooked up with him Saturday he, too, right? And
0: Sean, I went. And, I went and spoke with him too because I saw the video of him. So he looked up, looked up to me. him being from Florida, so I just wanted to get that dude a hug. As soon as I saw him, just hugged him. <laughs>
2: fantastic
3: yeah and he's so far he's he's doing he's doing your 23 justice right now yeah very impressive Man, young
0: rookie. job please try to give him some good juju let's go
2: joe I'll, uh we'll get you out of here on this one I've, I've told this before on this show and and i'm sure you're aware of it but i think it speaks to uh the relationship that you had with the fans and that the fans love that they had for you. Uh this was when we did the uniform exchange and I was doing an out of market radio interview and the host on the other end said, "Can you believe that the number one selling jersey in the NFL is Joe Hayden?" And I said, "Well, I can. The Browns got new uniforms and he is the most beloved player yep. for a franchise that is absolutely <laughs> beloved by its fans." Typically, the number one selling jersey in the NFL as you know though is a quarterback or a young running back always yeah. right like you had the number one selling jersey in the nfl playing corner buddy
0: trust me i saw that too and i thought it was not real <laughs> i was like i'm selling more jerseys to tom brady this is crazy
3: that's right that's right because listen you were beloved and one thing I, i'll get you out there on this one from my end is this and and i said this before you came on and what i thought was so special about you not only you as a player and obviously i got to know you and interview you and talked with you so many times but and it wasn't just the way you treated me it was the way you treated everybody here you treated the equipment guys, the way you treated even the janners, the way you treated the people in the cafe, every single person that you interacted with, you made them feel like you were as excited to interact with them as they were for sure to be interacting with you. And I want to just thank you for that because I think that speaks to not only what kind of a, a player you were, but what kind of a guy you were, which is ultimately more important in the long run. Right. And so just thank you for that. And is that something that, you know, you were always taught to do? Is that just something that just came natural to you because it is very unique to have somebody that is that engaging with everybody mm-hmm. and treats everybody with that kind of respect and I thought that's what was so special about you,
0: oh man thank you I think it's come it comes it's genuine, you know what I'm saying that's something of I really don't think you can really teach i think my my mom and dad. I've got great examples, you know what I'm saying? They've always just been so caring, kind to people. And and it doesn't cost anything to be nice, you know what what I'm saying? So I always give each person the opportunity. I'm going to be as nice as I possibly am, coming to you with the good energy. If you don't give it back, you know what I'm saying, cool. It's not reciprocated, then I'll just slide on. But I give everybody equal opportunity. Talk to them, look them in the eyes, you know what I'm saying? Just, like, try to brighten people's day, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, it's it's free to do that. Walking around being mad, I just don't like... Bad energy, you know what I'm saying? I'm a big energy. <laughs> That's right. Good They're vibes to only. All positive vibes. Good vibes only. Shit, like seriously, for, for what? <laughs> what walk around grumpy? So, I mean, I just love that, and I just like to have people around me with same good spirits and try to keep people up.
2: Well, you you brought our spirits you do up that. here today, yes. and it's great to have you back, buddy. And I hope we can culminate it with a win tonight over the Bengals. Thanks for your time, Joe.
0: Man, thank you guys. Man, I really appreciate it.
2: All right, he's the best. Joe Hayden joining on the Twisted Tea Hotline, brought to you by Twisted Tea Hard Ice Tea, an official sponsor of the Cleveland Browns. Keep it twisted, Cleveland. The idea that you didn't win a lot of games in that time, obviously, but that you had Joe Thomas and Joe Hayden. You want to talk about good humans? Great, they just do the right things, yep. and we're good people. You, you had that, and, and they were great players. They were great, great players. Elkin Elk serious injuries, serious lawyers. Call one eight hundred Elk Ohio for a free case review. Elkin Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. We get a little over unders coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland.
1: Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN
2: Cleveland. Well, here for my friends at Renew Home Exteriors, offering high-performance products that are durable, long-lasting, constant, and energy-saving. They'll transform the look and efficiency of your home. The winter can wreak havoc on your roof. Ice and snow buildup can quickly turn into major problems. Don't go into winter with concerns about your roof. With Renew Home Exteriors, get a new roof installed in 7 to 10 days for no money down and payments as low as 96 bucks a month. Plus, receive free gutter guards with your proof of purchase. Beautify your home with premium siding and roofing products at lower prices with Renew Home Exteriors. Visit Renew Estimate. Dot com. yes oh i thought you i thought
3: you had a note there that there were some notes no right there. i was is, getting a note from miss k about when the roads close tonight because it's so much different than going in on a sunday morning and so i wanted to make sure that i'm able to just zoom in well they
2: don't mess around i'll tell you that
3: i know last time i without the benefit of some very nice people who were manning various posts
2: i would have not made i might not have made the game <laughs> well what's <laughs> on, what, what i think that. is a real tricky on that is that they will close it this time, but the city also reserves the right to do whatever the hell they want.
3: Yes. So last time they said they were closing them at six. I was where I wanted to be at five forty five.
2: Yeah. Not open. So Right. That happened to me last year when I went to the game. This year I went I got like an hour early just to make sure. Smart. Yeah. Smart. But it's yeah. smart. So give yourself plenty of time to get down there. This could be a scene, man. Halloween and this. Yes. Yep. A lot Wait. of
4: alcohol. <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Well, yeah, that's in play. That's, there's going to be a lot of alcohol.
2: There's always a line on if you're dressed up and going to a sporting event and the, where the alcohol becomes a problem and then you're walking around drunk in a costume. That's always a line. <laughs> what could go wrong? Right, right. <laughs> where you, you, you want to make sure that you try to stay on the right side of that ledger oh. where, where all of this is concerned. Yeah. Uh, did you guys enjoy your set, your Sunday watching some NFL? Didn't I watch did. A thing. Oh. Didn't you, you? You were out. Uh, yeah.
4: Just busy. I, I mean, I was on call for here. Worked here Saturday. Like yeah. Monday night games, worst. Yeah. From I, a logistic standpoint, and just trying to get ready for things because no one can commit. No one can. Yeah. Everybody's like, well, let me see what happens on Sunday. Well, okay. I don't know how that impacts us, but okay. Yeah. So. It was fine. I got got some time with a lady. Outside is beautiful again this weekend. It's
2: a great weekend, and
4: that's supposed to be a streets. great week.
2: By the way, You're supposed to have a great week this week too. So who knows? Seventy one on Friday and Saturday, kids. I mean, that's unbelievable to have that four I mean, straight. Yeah, it's really nice because we didn't have much of a September, but October has been sensational. Yeah, <sighs> it's just torturing me. Why wow, you did a nice Fall Fest this weekend? A great a great, great documentary, weekend. and I got to see uh, all of yeah. the.
3: Your all activities. The boys would love that place that we went to. They'd be they'd be for that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Full little like kind of zoo. There's a camel there. There was a zonky, which is a zebra and a donkey pff, together. Really? I'm Never sure seen one of those knows.
2: before. I'm just trying to think of how that was. Which way is the, the one? Yeah. May,
3: I don't. It, it says on there how Miss K knows sent, which was the male, which was the female. Yes, it's, it's to make it's, it work. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but no. there was a zonky. There was um, a camel, which was great.
2: Yeah, you love a camel.
3: Kind camel, too. Very nice, young camel. Can young you ride the camel? Uh, it didn't appear that there were rides on the camel, but they had this little area, and there was a bunch of goats and pigs and stuff running around, which was pretty cool. Um, they had a nice corn maze, which we had fun with, and then they had an area where you could shoot a corn cannon, which is basically just a very high air pressure loaded tube that pops out ears of corn at a rapid rate. which oh, was, there you go. And shoot at targets was fun. They had a paintball area, which was super fun. Then they had these little, like, gel balls guns that the kids would like where you could run around in there and shoot each other around and obviously couldn't hurt anybody or, you know, yeah like yeah but it was fun um yeah they had little pay rides it was great it, we had, it was it was awesome got our pumpkins uh didn't do any
2: carving this year a little sad about that but you know i find I know. that on the carvings that it's usually just me yeah that's how it's been like that i do it and everyone else acts like they're interested and then basically once i start cutting into it they're like they want to touch it. All right, give me the stuff. I want to feel it. And then once that's done, they wash. watch. Bootsy's on to watch him bluey. And then they come back in 30 minutes and are like, okay, I think what, next, how'd you do, dad? I think next like, year
3: I just want to get like some sweet Sharpies and just like write. I just do is cut out ZWO anyway, so I could just write that on there and be yeah, just could. as easy and less messy.
2: Less mess. Yeah. Yeah. I Someone gave me the tip a couple of years ago to take the bottom out yep, of the back the end versus right. the top. If forever we would take the top end yeah. out. But if you take the bottom or the back, then it's so much easier. Yeah, and it's actually more structurally sound. That's right. So yeah, yeah I've been doing that. that. That's a bit of a game changer. It's so a good maybe. note there. We had a neighborhood uh, Thanksgiving or uh, Halloween yesterday. It's the first time I've ever seen a uh, our little neighbor girl, Sweet Emery. She took she took uh, you know all the she was picking up for her sister as well, and so we had a full array of candies to choose from, and she took four three Musketeers. As soon as Amy put them in there, and I'm sure it was like the Costco thing where like you get them all, sure. and then yeah. here's one like Costco does with everything, like here's four flavors you really like and one that sucks. Well, that she like all of these three Musketeers. I told Amy, I said, but God, nobody's going to eat three Musketeers. We're going to be stuck with these things. We donate them to somebody. Sure enough, Emery took four of them. God bless you, fantastic. It's my effort. Father's favorite. He loves it. There's nothing to it. Nothing to it's it. it. It's just. It's not even nougat, is no. it? It's just like fluff. It's like marshmallow. I don't really know what it is. It's not great. It's no good. No, it's no good. Um, We had an incredible – the boys, the older two, were trying to pull one over on Bootsy last night on a candy trade, and he was unaware. Uh, They were trying to Mm. scoop him on nerds, and they were trying to trade him for the nerds. And I said, I got to tell you, Bootsy, I think you're really going to like those nerds. I'd hold on to those things if I were you. Uh, You know, you got the flavors, one side's each flavor. That feels like a win. I said, I'd hold on to that. And that usurped their attempts to – to screw him out of his candy. Nerds what are is fantastic. the nerds are fantastic?
4: Yeah. They are fantastic. Grapes,
3: watermelon, strawberry.
4: So great. Yeah. Like the combo one, the yeah, box yeah. that uh, is like a rainbow of corn, it's crush a cornucopia it crush flavor. cornucopio sugar. yeah. Of sugar. The one candy
3: from my childhood that I did not love that was along the similar vein of nerds was Pop Rocks. I didn't, well, that enjoy, was it. Crazy I didn't enjoy it. Well, that was a crazy experience. My mouth was not happy with the Pop Rocks.
2: And then you no. would have the thing where it'd be like, well, don't drink it with Coke, Coke or you'll it'd blow it'd, up. It'll blow up. And you go, well, feels like that's not – I don't even know if those exist anymore.
4: Oh, they do exist. Do they really? They I haven't do. seen them in
2: years. I don't even know how the boys would handle that. I should try. Um, I did watch somebody, though, once when I was
3: young. I was on the – we were on the ferry with my parents. I was on the ferry with my parents. We were going, and we'd go, like, around from um, Jack London Square in Oakland. We would take the ferry across to San Francisco, and we'd go to Ghirardelli Square and have, like, this great time. Loved it. That was always a very fun thing to do for my youth. Nerd. So somebody – do you guys remember when people said that if you threw, like, Alka-Seltzers up to, like, seagulls? it would Oh, like, yeah. they'd Boom. I saw it. That happened? Live on one of these Really? Things. This guy had, like, a bunch of them and kept throwing them. And all these seagulls follow the fairies, you know? Of course. And threw it up and finally one, And it, just, it, like, literally as if there was a grenade inside of it. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I was traumatized.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot going on.
3: Yeah. So he must have eaten, like, I think – A couple? Like, yeah. Yeah, because one – He was like throwing, like – I mean, he, this guy came to do this. Yeah. He's a seagull murderer. And he, I feel
4: like it's a criminal charge. Coming yeah. I feel
3: like there. it, right? It's an aggressive play at the very least.
4: Yeah. yeah. What it, What is the rule with the boys and candy and when they can have it and the allocation of how much they can have?
2: They get two a night. I see. Oh, wow. Nice. That's strong. the rule. They get they get two pieces a night. It's funny, though. Like, when I was a kid, there was no parameter on any of it. And I I think I turned out okay. But at the same time, like, I wasn't getting – full Reese's peanut butter cups and full Snickers bars and all. this. Nobody was getting cups. full anything when we were kids. You get a little guy. There was, there was like one neighbor like you could go to certain streets. There was a, na- a yeah a, one or a lady two. And, and like you'd be like okay. homemade chocolate donuts was a huge win. And at that point you you're just fantastic. You actually would eat homemade. Yes. Candy crush it. Yeah, yeah. Crush it. Um, but yeah, probably, probably fair that there, there weren't a whole lot of those. Uh, Hey, Browns fans, skip the chore of laundry. Enjoy life.laundry. Tide Cleaners offering 30% off dry cleaning for the month of October. Be entered to win four VIP Browns tickets to an upcoming home game. Just mention promo code Browns. Visit TideCleaners.com to find the closest location to you. Some exclusions may apply. Are we ready for a little over-unders, gentlemen? Oh, baby. Yeah, can we just recap what happened
4: last week, though? He's been on his high horse (laughs) He's been wanting to do this for a week. Watched it on Twitter. I thought about blocking
2: him. Last week on the over-unders, give it. And the Hoff tied with two and three records. I'll take that from me.
4: for me. That, that's that's pretty
2: good for me. <laughs>
4: Manage expectations. Segura,
2: a perfect five and O. Our first five and O. Ladies and gentlemen,
4: yes. The best is when you hold up anything, whether it's the beer, the trophy. It's not on the camera. Yes, it it's should like, be. It Bad, camera Bad camera work.
2: Bad
3: camera work. Not at all. Sad. Yeah, awful. No, you're. No, your camera. Well, you can't
2: zoom out? I can't. There's no light How on the camera. Is, we don't even know what's happening. In a normal studio, I would have a light if a camera was on.
4: Now no, you're just asking
2: for more lights.
3: Let's go. Did that camera uh, work? Is that on? It's looking know. right at me.
2: I can't tell if it's on or not. Put oh, guy down boy. There. Good job, Connor. He got you. <laughs> the, uh, all right. So with that, Gibbe is 15 oh, and 20. Whoa. Zagura, for the first time this season, creeps above 500 at 18 and 17. And the Hoff is still a robust 20 and 15. I know, but now I'm. Knock, Shrunk. knock,
3: knocking on Hoff's door. You are. Um,
2: we ready? Here we go. <laughs> Hit the traveling music, Madison. They should play that. She's got it. She's traveling it away. Can't hear it in here. First one. Another flaw to the studio you designed.
4: That's a lot of them up today, kids. <laughs> really numerous, are. numerous yeah. flaws.
2: Uh, Nick Chubb, and perhaps for the last time, Kareem Hunt, total touches in this one tonight, gentlemen. We will start with Z, since he is the reigning champion. The number we are looking for is 30 and a half. 30 and a half. The lowest we've ever done on this. 30 and a half. Over. Sakura. Over. Get it! Under,
4: I'm, I, I, you've I, ridden it for a long time. So you're done with this football you, you team. You got to show me something. You are done with I, this football I, team. I am. I am. A, I'm in an agitated state. You're done.
2: Why does it make him done with under? If
3: they, if under. that number is under, I
2: find it very difficult to believe we're. It was winning. under last week, and it was a winning performance offensively, right?
3: Yeah. The oh. only thing that's interesting about this number that is is a little concerning for me uh-huh. is that last week. You had six touches for Kareem Hunt. You have, in the last two games, just 20 total yards for him. Yeah, it's weird. It's been odd.
2: Yeah. Well, I like it. Next! Over or under. Joe Burrow passing yardage. Joe Burrow passing yardage. Gibbe, the number we are looking for, is an over or under 275.5. Over. He's at 299.5 on the year, but no Jamar Chase.
4: Over. All right, he's got weapons. We, you got to score points
2: tonight, kids. Zagura?
3: 275.5? <laughs> yeah, he's averaging well above that for yeah, the 299.5 season. 299.5 yeah. on the season. Yeah. But he
2: has 480 last week, so that
3: slants he it not, a little
2: you're bit. You're not getting 480 tonight.
3: He's you know. at 300 back-to-back games. The week four, I think, was just a right-on. 217. Right on. It was right
2: on 300, wasn't it? Yeah, he had 217 three weeks ago. Oh, my God.
3: I know. You know yes. what? I'm going with my heart. I still care about this team, unlike Gibbe.
4: Next. Over, Over or, under. or under. Not that I don't
2: care. Bit of a curveball. Uh got this one. Um, someone asked for, asked for this on social. I, th- I like to throw a curveball to you guys every once in a while. It's fine. So, total viewers tonight, keep in mind, you're going up against a World Series game, and it is Halloween. I will give you a little bit of perspective. Um, the Rams-Niners game at the beginning of the month was 13.2 million. So that was uh, what that one was. So the number we are looking for is 12.9 million total Is, that, is this across all plat? Does this count cast All platforms, all platforms. Do we have Cast tonight? Yes. Oh, yes. I right. want to tape that. 12.9 is the number we're looking for. Uh, I believe this is a Zagura. A lot of competition, Halloween. We went low, conservative on the number.
3: I don't know. I, I don't gave know you to perspective. You I did. gave you
2: perspective. I gave you Rams Niners, thirteen point four unobstructed.
3: So half a million people do they drop off? Yeah, against the World Series under. All
4: right. What is the World Series at? Who even knows? I saw Nolan Ryan one 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 throw
2: one one.
3: Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Do you think he could brush you back? I
4: do. Yeah. I, I think yes. he would too. Yeah. Uh, I'm t- I'm taking the over because Browns Nation shows up game in game out doesn't matter you know what our Browns fan of the year last week there they will be in force they will watch in force they will watch burrow two is really
3: we always have the highest rate like our games are well. amongst the top yeah. three highest rated whenever Coast we're Lally on pride yeah I'm changing in. over like, over you yeah, going over too? over yeah. All
2: right. All right. All right. very good next over or under we're looking for sacks, interceptions and fumbles. Yeah, well, uh, ah, so I that? thought
3: you were going to give us I thought we were going to get a little Harrison Bryant, Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples Jones against Higgins
2: and Boyd. I thought that was going to be you one. You didn't of get those. it. You no, didn't I, get it this get week. That. I thought I was nope, going to get that. Not this week. Okay. Uh Don't sacks, interceptions. Yeah, I feel like that would have gone that would have gone Bengals way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to lay up. Sacks, interceptions, fumbles. Uh, we are t- Who's going first? Is this you, giving? Yeah, it's me. It's always the, me. The number I is three and a half. Three and a half.
3: Over. Over. We average four sacks a game against Joe Burrow just alone.
4: If we can't get to this QB and I, I know he's out of the shotgun about Gets the ball out of the time. the ball out
2: third fastest in the league. 2.47 seconds. When he has held it, it's usually for Chase Steep. And he won't have that. And he won't have that. And it's been less since under the gun. All right, both of you went over. Finally, next, over or under? The actual over under is forty five point five Zagura. Forty five point five
3: under.
4: Give it. It's a shootout at First Energy Stadium tonight. Over. Oh my God!
2: I feel like it has to be under. We have down no to chance. the last possession. Yeah, I'm just going for. The, the only I think we chance pull we have out all the Scotty stops under.
4: tonight. All the stops. Do we Let's have go. stops?
2: Do we have we stops? Get it. If you're headed to the Browns-Bengals game tonight, stop by the newly renovated Bud Light Balcony Bar inside First Energy Stadium, 6:30 to 7:30. Meet Browns legend Kevin Mack. Register to win one of 50 NFTs for use in Bud Light Survivor Pick'em game. Bud Light reminds you always enjoy it responsibly. Our good buddy Ben Baby of ESPN's NFL Nation joining us. Coming up next, you listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 8:50 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
2: And be part of one of the most passionate fan bases in the NFL. Join the Browns season ticket member waitlist today for the best chance of securing tickets for all home games and future seasons. Don't miss out. Go to clevelandbrowns.com/slash/tickets or call 440-891-5050 to reserve your spot today. And now we head behind enemy lines. We with a great friend of the program, ESPN NFL Nation Bengals reporter Ben Baby on the Twisted Tea Hotline, brought to you by Twisted T Hard Iced Tea, an official sponsor of your Cleveland Browns. Keep it twisted, Ben. Thanks for the time. Let's just start with the Jamar Chase part of this. Um, when did you start to get the inkling that there could be more to this? And obviously it's an enormous impact. He's one of the most dangerous players in all of the NFL. How will the Bengals try to get past it tonight?
5: Yeah, you know, it was very surprising, you know, when we heard about what was happening to, to Jamar, and it all kind of happened pretty quickly, because, you know, when we spoke to him after the game against the Falcons on Sunday, you know, he spoke to reporters and, you know, he finished the game, number one, and then number two, he said that, you know, he didn't really want to get into it, he, he looked like he wasn't incredibly comfortable, but he said he felt fine after the game, maybe it's one of those things where the adrenaline wears off and they take another look at it, and then do kind of make it a little more out of the blue you know Zach Taylor on Wednesday said that Jamar was just dealing with a little bit of soreness and and, you know covering Zach for the last four years and given how he speaks about injuries you know that's not something that he would have said had they indicated that it was going to be a little bit more serious you know I, I feel like the answer would have been much different than oh it's probably just a little bit of soreness which indicates that it's probably not that big of a deal so when Jamar ended up Being, you know, when Adam Schefter reported that he was going to be out for four to six weeks with that hip hip injury, uh, and then said that he got a a second opinion essentially and and had it looked at by an orthopedist, Uh, that definitely raised a lot of eyebrows. You know, we'll get an indication today of what this Bengals offense is going to look like without Jamar Chase. It's been humming the last two weeks. Can Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins and everybody else in that receiving room step up and help this offense continue to be, quite frankly, one of the more efficient ones in the NFL, especially over the last few weeks.
3: Ben. They've been in basically 11 personnel 98% of the time the last few weeks when they kind of made that shift away from you know going with two tight ends, trying to run the ball, said, all right, let's just get in shotgun, which they live in shotgun now. They live with three receivers on the field. Well, when it's Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, you get that. Who's going to step in? I would imagine they're still going to run that 11 personnel. Who steps in there and what can be expected? Because as I look at it, you know nobody else on the team other than the big three at the receiver position anyway. have more than Mike Thomas has two catchers for 38 yards
5: yeah you know and, and I think Thomas is going to be that guy whenever they had injury issues I believe it was Baltimore Mike Thomas stepped in and played pretty well uh with Higgins uh who, who was injured in that game and, and so I, I think that that's going to be who they look at you know given what they currently have available I wouldn't be shocked if you see Trent Irwin called up or uh you know potentially looked at as, as an option so you know I, I think that with with the Bengals and you talk about their personnel packages You know, 11 personnel is so much the identity of what Zach Taylor wants to run, even when he was here in 2019 when he got the job and they did not have the receivers they have now. You know, it was still something that fundamentally they want to do. You look at how much they space out the formation, you know, what they've done with their receivers, how many empty sets they use, a.k.a. God's formation. Uh, Let me a good empty personnel package. Just go ahead and declare war on the opposing <laughs> secondary. I feel like it's a it's a lot of fun that way. And and you look at it, they they space things out and that allows Burrow, especially in shotgun, to take uh you know, take a good look pre snap, figure out what the defense is possibly going to bring, and get the ball out quickly and and you know, get that, you know, and be accurate with it as well, which are two of his biggest strengths. So even with Jamar out, I still anticipate a lot of eleven personnel. I know the Browns, you know, have had some issues, you know, against the run, but I, I think that given what the Bengals have done well I, I feel like that's the best way to go about it, even with Jamar out.
2: Ben, what's been the biggest difference for Burrow the last two weeks?
5: It's a good question. I, I think that honestly, just just based on what I've seen, and you know, from from the start of the season to now, he just looks more comfortable in the pocket. I feel physically he looks really good, and and, and probably the best he's looked since the end of last year's regular season. You know, as they got into the postseason. I thought he just never looked comfortable in the way that they called the offense. You could tell that they were definitely trying to pick their spots on when to attack downfield with how that offensive line played. You know, now you've we've seen that offensive line get a little bit more chemistry. You know, they, they they are blocking much better than they have you know than they were at the beginning of the season, I should say. And and you it should be worth pointing out that Burrow is now three months removed from that emergency appendectomy uh, when his appendix ruptured right before the start of training camp. Not only did he miss a lot of time in training camp, but you know he lost a lot of weight as well to the point where Burrow wouldn't even tell us how much weight he did ultimately end up losing. So I imagine that's not easy to put all back on and then also you know, convert back into muscle. And, and so that definitely messes with your body composition. And so you know I, I have to wonder how much of that has played a factor. Burrow has downplayed that the entire time, saying he was 100%. It wasn't going to be an issue. But you just wonder, looking at him and, and knowing how he plays, You know, I feel like what we're seeing now, especially last week against Atlanta, you know, I thought that was the best he'd looked physically, and, and, you know, it's one of the best games he's played since he's been in the NFL.
3: Yeah, he was electric, 34, 42, 481 yards of the three touchdowns in addition to one rushing. I want to, speaking of rushing, I want to ask you about Joe Mixon, who career-low 3.3 yards a carry. Coming off of the season last year, he had over 1,500 total yards and 16 total touchdowns. It just feels like they're getting him the ball a lot but what he he's not been able to do much with it. Four yards a touch this season. What do you make of what you've seen from Joe Mixon, and is he somebody with Jamar Chase out that you think will be a bigger part of the game plan against the Browns tonight?
5: Yeah, you know, it's it's going to be very – you know, I always like to say things are fascinating, but I I am fascinated by kind of what they're going to end up doing with this. But, you know, it's interesting. A couple weeks ago, you know, Joe Mixon told us that he ended up calling a meeting with the offensive linemen, and, and, and he wanted to basically get on the same page, make sure – that they were seeing what he was seeing and he was seeing what they were seeing. And when you look at the wide zone scheme that they run, you know, the, for, it's up to the running back, you know, the offensive line's main job is to create the gaps and then let the running back use his vision to go downhill and pick those gaps. And, and for whatever reason, that offensive line, the mix of the run game was, was awful. You know, you look at what he did against light boxes was one of the worst running backs in the NFL. You know, it was taking a lot of time to even just gain AR and I believe he was the longest, or it had one of the worst in the NFL. We did a YouTube video on it a while back. If you want to uh, check that out um, and, and over the last couple of weeks, we've seen the run game really find its groove after that meeting, you know, the pass game has worked really well uh, as well. And, and I, I, you know, I have to imagine both of those things are related. The fact that the Bengals are running the ball much better. You know, I feel like he's being more decisive at the line of scrimmage. He's attacking, you know, certain gaps quickly and, and being more assertive and, and that's benefited as well. So, You know, I feel like with Mixon, you are starting to see some of that production he had last season. But for me, I think the big surprise is how much he's been used in the passing game this year. You know, with defenses playing a lot of cover two looks, Joe Burrow has been more than happy to take those checkdowns. You know, as soon as he, if he feels pressure, he says, I'm going to get the ball to Joe Mixon and let him do his thing, get him in space. In which is what a lot of people have wanted, especially fantasy managers who, who are potentially playing in those PPR leagues. They're, they're always happy to see Joe Mixon get the ball in the passing game. But, uh, you know, I think the usage of Mixon and potentially Hayden Hurst could be on the uptick if defense decide to play the Bengals differently with Jamar Chase out.
2: Ben, for whatever reason, Burrow has not had a lot of success against this Browns franchise. What what is this, as a kid who grew up in Ohio, what does this one mean to him? Do you, is there a little Is there a sense that it means more?
5: Yeah, you know it's interesting. Yeah, Burrow 0 3 against the Browns, and it was interesting. We we just wrote a story on uh, ESPN.com about all the Cleveland ties that he has. You know, grew up a big uh, diehard Cavs fan. You know, Kid Cutty's his favorite rapper from from Shaker Heights, and then Joe. Actually, if you if you go back and look, look at the tape from the combine, you know he admitted that he was actually a Browns fan for a little bit, and then I talked to one of his close friends and said that was definitely a phase for him in high school uh, where he he switches allegiance from the Saints to the Browns. And, you know, I talked to his dad, Jimmy, for that story. And he said it's not something that he's going to have to bring up to Joe going into this week's game. It's something that's going to be on his mind. And, you know, the stakes are going to be high for the Bengals. Not only you know, have, have the Browns, frankly, just had their number the last couple of years, but the Bengals are 0-2 so far in AFC North play. And, you, you know, my yeah. buddy uh, Jake Trotter and I, who covered the Browns, we, we were at breakfast at Grumpy's this morning going over the schedule. <laughs> and, 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 and he said, if you look at that Baltimore schedule, you know it, it's pretty light, and the Bengals they're going to have some tough games still on the docket. They got Kansas City, they still got Buffalo. You never know what Tampa Bay is going to be like, and they're 0 2 so far in the division. Last year they swept Baltimore and Pittsburgh. You know dropped the first game to both of those teams. I don't know if the Bengals can afford to go 0 and 3 in divisional play and, and potentially have a shot to win the division. So I think there's a lot riding on this game tonight.
3: Listen, and for a Bengals team, they've won four or five, and and everybody's talking about the offense, but I want to ask you, Ben, about this defense. It's the only defense in the league that's not allowed a touchdown in the second half, and it's it's a defense that, you know, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in my research, only Trey Hendrickson's even been to a Pro Bowl of anybody on this defense. He went last year, and yet, you know, a lot of veterans, a lot of just really solid players who, where the hole is greater than the sum of the parts, why have they been so effective this season?
5: You know, I, I think that you've got to give them a lot of credit for or I, the front officers, a lot of credit, number one, for finding guys who really fit this scheme pretty well. I think you've got to give defensive coordinator Luana Rumo a lot of credit. He was a guy who was under a lot of fire at the beginning uh, of last year after, you know, lackluster a, a couple of years. They they spent a lot of money in free agency, bringing guys like Trey Hendrickson, you know, Chittabay, yep. Awuzie, DJ Reader was another big addition. You know, even somebody like Eli Apple who won't be playing. I, I, would, I wouldn't imagine he'd play tonight. He's listed as doubtful, hasn't practiced uh, throughout the week uh, you know, extensively. You know, Even Eli, they brought him in as a reserve corner behind Trey Waynes, who was a high-priced free agent. When Waynes didn't work out, they went and turned to Apple, and he was able to play well enough uh, towards the end of last season, had that big play against Tyreek Hill in the AFC Championship game that really was one of the pivotal moments uh, during that Super Bowl run. And, and so I think they, they really quickly realized that this – Defense need to be better. They went out and spent the money to make it better. And then Lou Anarumo done a good job of of really being flexible. You know, being having an adaptive scheme to what whatever it's going to be, need to be for any given week. And the players really enjoy playing for him. And not only have the Bengals not given up a touchdown uh, in the first seven games of this season, they're the first team to have that kind of start since 1950 according to the Elias Sports Bureau. So, you know, we'll see if the Bengals can continue this sports start. And when you look at it, it's it's a big reason why this team's point differential is one of the best in the NFL right now.
2: Ben, you're the best, pal. Thank you so much for your time.
5: Hey, always a pleasure. Good catching up.
2: The Great Ben Baby covers ESPN for the Bengals behind enemy lines. And there's nothing quite like tailgating touchdowns and twisted tea. It tastes just like real iced tea. And you know why? Because it's made with real brewed tea, cool, refreshing, and a 5% kick of alcohol. It's thirst down and gold, twisted tea, hard iced tea. Keep it twisted. Your keys to the game and your forecast coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN
2: Cleveland. The Bath Authority gives you a bathroom of your dreams. Want to transform your current bathroom into a custom bath? For a spa-like experience, let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler with expert factory-trained installers. Give them a call now. You get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. The largest selection of bath projects are all made in the United States. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. Acrylic tubs that insulate to keep the heat in. Tub to shower conversions as well. Superior products with expert installers at the Bath Authority. Time for our keys to the game. And for that, we head to Dr. Z.
3: You got to have this one, folks, and some, one of these keys will be repetitive. The other ones are new, but the first and foremost, if you want to beat the Cincinnati Bengals, a team that can absolutely score the football, you cannot give them short fields. You cannot give them extra possessions, and so we must take care of the football. It's the most important factor in determining the Browns' ability to win. They are 11-2 and all-time under Kevin Stefanski when they don't turn the ball over. They've been 11 and 2 for four straight weeks because four straight weeks they've turned the football over. Four straight weeks they have lost this year, 2 and 0 when we don't turn the football over, 0 and 5 when we do. Feels pretty simple. That's the difference. Yep. That's number one. Number two sack hit and disrupt joe burrow browns three and oh all time against burrow big reason has been their ability to generate pressure sacks and turnovers the browns have sacked burrow 12 times in those three wins with at least three sacks in every game including a five sack performance in last year's 41 to 16 win in cincinnati those negative plays and pressure in general are critical to slowing down burrow who's already been sacked 25 times this year third most in the nfl heading into week eight when operating from a clean pocket, he's going to slice you. 73% completions, 8 yards in attempt, 11 touchdowns, quarterback rating of 106. When under duress, the completion percentage drops to 50 in his rating. Still a solid 89, but down significantly. Oh, and by the way, Joe Burrow has won. He has won. Here it is. Hold on. Bear with me for one second. Joe Burrow has won seven straight games in which he has a quarterback rating of 100 or more. In fact, in his last 10 games when he has a quarterback rating of 100 they are 7 and 0 when his quarterback rating is under 100 they are 0 and 3 pretty it simple feels <laughs> like that would be important yeah. to go ahead and do that uh, last year, the Browns used a nickel blitz to get home quickly on Burrow, who likes to get the ball out in under two and a half seconds. Troy Hill had two sacks and three quarterback hits. It should also be noted that Burrow has turned the ball over in all three games against the Browns, three interceptions, two lost fumbles as well, five total turnovers in three games, and the Browns are going to need to get another one to get a win. And then finally, this one is more theoretical than anything specific or statistically driven, but special teams needs to be a net neutral at least, and if not, a net positive. Far too often this season, the third phase of the game, special teams has been a negative for the Browns. Whether it's been a failure to recover an onside kick, a blown coverage assignment that leads to a big return, muffing punts, missing critical field goals and extra points, the Browns special teams have too often been a contributing factor to the team's five losses. The Bengals. They've got a solid return game. They've got a veteran punter in Kevin Huber. They have a deadly field goal kicker in Evan McPherson who's already made a 59-yarder this year and has a walk-off, five walk-off game-winning kicks, including one that sent them to the Super Bowl. He had two in that playoff run.
2: They're
3: a top-10 scoring offense. They're a top-10 scoring defense. Their special teams is at least net neutral, hence they've won four of the last five games. The Browns need to at least be neutral on special teams with the Bengals, and if it can be a net positive, I think it will finally go a long way to helping this football team win.
2: Well said on you game day forecast brought to you by carrier partner of your Cleveland Browns carrier. Turn to the experts cloudy, cool temperatures in the low sixties by kickoff at eight 15. That's pretty good. It's great. Especially because it looked earlier in the week, like there was going to be a lot of rain yeah. and it looked kind
3: of nasty and cold and it's going to be, yeah, sixties. It'll be wonderful conditions and the Browns are going to go out and have to take care of, of business. And we saw a, a wild week in the NFL with some wild finishes and the Browns just need to figure out how to be on the right side of that finish tonight.
2: Yeah, they do. I, it's, it's funny. When I looked outside and got ready to come in here today, my assumption was that it was like 48. Cold. Yeah. 44 to 48, somewhere in that neck of the woods. And so I was pleasantly surprised to have it be in the 60s. Uh, upon upon coming out. So it should be a great night down there. Browns fans can win bid, bid with the digital scratch-up game brought to you by Ohio Lottery on ClevelandBrowns.com and the Browns social channels. Fans can play once per day throughout the regular season by digitally scratching off a virtual card for chances to win great prizes like team shop gift cards and tickets to future games. For more information, log on to ClevelandBrowns.com and they will take care of you there. The Hoff will join us coming up next. you listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN
2: Cleveland. OBM, the official printer partner of your Cleveland Browns. While well, you depend on the Browns to win, you can always depend on OBM. They'll tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. We were talking about this last week when we had Bernie on. And you think about like the apex of this rivalry was him and Marty versus Weish and Boomer. That that was it, certainly. Oh, yeah. You think about you know, why you live in Cincinnati, you don't leave in Cleveland, and you think about all of the things that, that lead to that. And I think it's interesting how if you look at the last, you know, 40 years since and you try to – or 30-plus years since, you try to say why they were never able to get aligned to where they were both. And we thought we were headed there. We thought it was going to be Baker and Burrow for a, a while, and and that won't change. Certainly when Deshaun comes back next year, that's, then when, you, that's yeah, when it should that's be when it set should off be. where you have – you know two elite quarterbacks playing for both teams and and fighting for the division and all of the things that come with that but um that is kind of the window of when they were both at a a very very high level uh all right time to bring in the hoff on the twisted tea hotline brought to you by twisted tea hard iced tea an official sponsor of the cleveland browns keep it twisted cleveland uh hoff great talking to you my friend what did uh how much did you see of of joe hayden and your former teammate here you'll be honored tonight at the game and um him him here at the at the facility on Saturday. We talked to him earlier in the show. He was really moved by all of it. Uh what type of teammate was he and and what was it like? Uh is it like seeing him be honored by by the organization the way that he will be tonight? Nohoff, No. I'm never gonna remember all that. No.
3: But it was a good it was good. Yeah. I enjoyed the setup.
2: Yeah, it was a good setup. It's a great question. Felt like
3: we were gonna get a great answer. I think you were gonna get up terrific question Bo.
2: no it's not Bernie. all right sure sure yeah if it was bernie i would have oh god bernie appreciates one like he loves a good question he loves that for
3: sure for sure yeah listen the half he'll talk about it but this is an important game we've got to have this one whatever it is however it really doesn't even matter that's the thing we've oh well we've done this well we've been efficient here yeah we lost like it doesn't it's binary it's binary. The Carolina Panthers, who pulled off one of the most unbelievable moments in the NFL in that game. <laughs> yeah. P.J. Walker throwing a D.J. Moore when it was game over for a touchdown. By the way, since we have a few seconds here, can I do a quick rant? Yeah, please. I'd like a rant. Go ahead. Know the place and time. Just yeah, like Earth Yes. All of it. Just like earlier in the game, or after that touchdown, when the Falcons tried to Hail Mary, and yeah, there was a little bit of contact down there on a ball that wasn't really catchable, they did not call pass interference, mm-hmm. even though maybe you could have said it was by the letter of the law pass interference. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore just did a one in a 500,000 thing. Mm-hmm. Let him take his helmet off. It's not affecting anybody, it's not hurting anybody. Like, just chill out. Like, that is a moment that allows, again, a game that is not personal allows you to have a personality type of a moment in an unbelievable situation from raw emotion. Mm -hmm. He didn't taunt anybody. Like if he got in their face, that's one thing he was just excited and wanted to celebrate with his teammates. So then you get a 15 yard penalty. Now the guy then misses the extra
2: point that would have won the game. Brutal. Mm -hmm. But just let that go. Like, let it go. There has to be some common sense applied. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Let that go. Great moment. Unbelievable moment. Of course, there's going to be some emotion. Just let it go. He didn't taunt him. Now, if he took his helmet off and started telling the guys on the Falcons, haha, you let me get behind you, you're a bunch of bozos, okay, you throw a flag. But he didn't do that.
2: Yeah, it's like getting pulled over for six over on an empty highway. Like,
3: come on. Right.
2: What What are we doing? Yes. Did I, I violate like, the speed limit? Sure. Technically, yes. But, but what, what are we doing? What are we doing Like, here? We all know that I'm more than capable. So let that go. Yeah. Number two,
3: that game was so ridiculously heart wrenching for the Carolina Panthers who would have been in first place, mm-hmm. first place if they win that game in yeah. that division. That poor guy misses, then he misses a, a, an extra point, literally missed an extra point in overtime. A kicker, just sad. It was sad. Yeah, I mean, it's what I mean, Wild this is finish, a. Though.
2: Right. It's, this is a pretty crazy league week to week, and hopefully we can have a little bit of crazy tonight. Uh, Hoff, I, b- before we had you on, I, I set you up about uh, Joe Hayden and your former teammate being honored tonight, signing a contract with the Browns so he can retire a Brown. He spent the weekend here, was it the Cavs game last night. Um, what do you recall about Joe, the teammate? Uh, what does it mean to have him in, in, the, in the building tonight being honored as a Brown? Nailed it
6: nailed it uh, for the second time and i got to hear both of them oh wow yeah um, oh wow let's yeah, go what a I, treat i was literally talking yeah, i was talking to madison and she put me over and then somehow my voice was stolen like ariel in little mermaid but yeah very uh, we drop. and very very excited to have joe hayden in cleveland tonight one of my favorite teammates of all time, and there's not many guys on the defensive side of the football that I got along with real well, and certainly not many guys that I hung out with on the defensive secondary, but Joe Hayden was one of the exceptions, and I think it was just because he had this infectiousness about him. Yep. His personality was so upbeat, optimistic, happy, positive, and when we were going through some of our tough times when I mean, he was there, like... He was one of those guys on the defensive side of the ball that always brought great effort, great preparation, and he brought an energy to practices and games that a lot of times it's hard to find that fake energy when the season's pretty much over. You're already out of the playoffs, but you still got a job to do, and he was one of those leaders on the defensive side of the football, and he always had a love of Cleveland that I really identified with because that was kind of the same love that I had. We were both you know, drafted into Cleveland. We didn't have a connection before. We came to town, but when when Joe was playing for the Steelers, he would still get like charter vans and buses for the players on the Steelers, and him and his buddies would come to Cleveland. They wouldn't tell anybody, but we just they loved coming to the city of Cleveland, going to Cavs games, going out about town, hitting the restaurants. And I didn't expect Joe to want to be retire as, as a Cleveland Brown and come back and do this, but now that I think about it, like it just makes perfect sense because. There's almost nobody that was more Cleveland than Joe Hayden and more embraced by this team and this city than, than he was.
3: He really was a, a special guy, and we're certainly excited to celebrate him. Before we keep going, though, Hoff, I wanted to know, what was the Hoff family Halloween looking like this year, well, costume-wise?
0: Oh, it's great.
6: Oh, man. So the wifey and I, we had uh, the adult party, which it's always good to kind of separate the silos. Sure. So you got to have the adult party where you – Imbibe a little bit more than the children's party where it's more, you know, pops and candy. Um, So the adult one, um, we were uh, Ted Lasso, and that was fantastic. I grew a mustache that was very dirty, and uh, it looked like more like Ted Lasso uh, down and out uh, since the show hasn't come back yet. (laughs) Um, But we had a great time doing it. And I think the, the, is her name Rebecca? I'm so good with names, I can't remember who my wife dressed up as, but she looked great. Let me tell you, she had a beautiful blue business suit dress thing on. It was so she was the cute.
3: boss? The
6: boss, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> it's been too long watched the show, so I can't remember what her name was. But, but uh, we're going to a about uh, Bob's whole family here. Joe, we... My wife's family was the original lovers of "What About Bob," and then she showed me. Oh, that's oh, right. that we, we right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. exactly. No, yes, we all indeed. love
3: it. Yeah, so I'm yes. Doctor
6: Leo Marvin. So I've Doctor Marvin the, the terrible mustache into like a terrible beard. So.
3: Oh my Pretty goodness gracious! Do you have a Do you have a bust of Sigmund Freud over the fireplace?
6: Of course, obviously, we've won. We've gone <laughs> all out. Yeah. Don't spare any expenses on Halloween.
2: Hoff, is there where any are the way... pictures of this I want'm well, sure hopefully we'll see him great and I hopefully we see him Hoff is there any way we can talk you into you know maybe rolling with this mustache because I saw some images over the weekend I think it looks fantastic
6: I'm with you guys I think it's uh the best thing I've ever put on my face uh yep. since college certainly and uh it's been really a lot of fun I think it's transitioned nicely into November even though I like my it. kids are afraid of me and they won't give me a hug and my wife's to shave it immediately, I'm kind of grown attached to it a little bit, you know. Like we grew up in the generation where all the dads had mustaches. Yes, yes. What you did,
2: and I think it should come back. Great. Life. I like it. I like it. Yeah. There's a little Tom Selleck. Little there is. I mean, I like. You get, you get a little caterpillar up there. That's a win. My dad. I've never seen my dad without a mustache. Shame. You've never seen your dad. Nope. He's never seen his dad without a mustache. Look he looks fantastic. <laughs> he looks I love so it. Happy. Of course, he looks happy. He's got a mustache.
6: Yeah. It does seem great. Yeah. Mustaches do bring great joy. There's no doubt about it.
2: Yeah, uh, Joe, the the chance for joy tonight. This is a uh, a Bengals team that is playing without their most dangerous weapon, in Jamar Chase, uh, and yet they still have an elite quarterback. They still have two elite receivers. Uh, they have a great running back, good at tight end. Uh, they've had they've been hitting their stride the last two weeks. Does last? Let me ask you this: Does last week's recipe against Baltimore give you a shot? And should you win if you do what you did last week against Baltimore minus the turnover? Is that the script?
6: I think it is a little bit. I think not having Jamar Chase obviously cannot be overstated because he's sort of their answer when they get blitzed. Joe Burrow has been great the second half of this you know, first part of the season already against blitz or against only a four-man rush. But earlier on in the season, that was not the case. But, With Jamar Chase, his ability to just find him quickly when somebody blitzes uh, has really discouraged a lot of teams from blitzing. But without Jamar Chase, I I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns dial up a few zone blitzes, dial up a little bit more blitzing than you expect, especially with an offensive line who's played better. But there's still those problems there. I mean, there's still the same dudes that are getting rolled out there. So it's just a a function of Joe Burrow is getting rid of the ball to Jamar Chase and, hurting teams when they tried the blitz so that they couldn't do it. So then the offensive line doesn't get exposed, but all of a sudden Chase is gone. And it really changes the dynamic of what you can do from a defensive game plan standpoint. And I think that really will give Miles Garrett an opportunity to get home because he's been a difference maker in a lot of these Bengals matchups in the last few years with his ability to get to the quarterback and then force turnovers with sack fumbles.
3: Yeah, done it twice against Joe Burrow. The sack strip fumbles has Miles Garrett in those three meetings into Hoff's point. Burrow this year, hundred and twenty-one rating against the blitz over not, almost nine yards attempt, five touchdowns, no interceptions. But Hoff, last year we did something where we blitzed our nickel a lot against them. And Troy Hill had two sacks, three quarterback hits. What does blitzing a nickel do to a quarterback to an, and to an offensive line? And and why do you think that was effective and, and can it be again?
6: Well, one thing that Joe Burrow does a job of is he eats up two high safety looks. So middle of the field open. So a lot of teams will play like cover one, cover three. Um, but what happens then is they've got the speeds to be able to go down the field uh, because four verticals is, you know, if anybody plays Madden, that's your best way to attack yep. a, a three deep look. And so they murder that look. So like teams are wondering, what do we do? So they just, Saying all right, I'm trying to take away everything, let them run the football. But Joe Mixon hasn't really got going this season. Um, and when you get that nickel blitz, you can just usually they tell the quarterbacks whoever the blitz is coming from, that's where your hot is because that's where the vacancy is. Um, and so I, I think w- you might see a little bit more of that from the Browns because it had been effective, and because it's something that can get turned into a zone blitz. So what a zone blitz is, right? Obviously, everybody knows the opposite is a man blitz. So everybody's in man coverage. You got one safety in the middle of the field and you're bringing five, six guys, but a zone blitz it's can look like an emulated pressure, which is something that you hear a lot in college football, which basically it feels like it's a blitz. So the quarterback now is thinking, got to throw hot, got to get the ball out of my hand. But in reality, you're bringing only four guys or sometimes just five guys. So you can play zone behind. You don't have to match up because you still have enough numbers behind it. And it's a way to confuse a quarterback and force them to hold onto the football a little bit. And that's, the one thing you can say about Joe Burrow that he hasn't been great at is he's not always good at getting rid of the football, right? He hasn't had a very offensive line, so that's part of it. But he picks a lot of hits because he hangs onto the ball, because he trusts his guys. He feels like he can throw the football down the field. And anytime you can confuse him and make him think just an extra half a second about where this blitz is coming from, where do I need to find my answers, that gives Miles a chance to get home. I think that's what they're trying to do, because they know that turnovers is going to be the difference in
2: this game. Hoff, how difficult is, is a night like tonight? The, you know, the report over the weekend that we'll, we'll be willing to, you know, we've been listening to offers for Kareem Hunt and we'll grant his trade requests from earlier in the year. You have the trade deadline tomorrow. Could be other guys on our roster that, that could be playing somewhere else as soon as tomorrow. Um, take us inside the locker. I mean, you're all pros, right? And we all say, oh, you're professional. It's all in the brochure. But, I mean, you're people too. Kareem's been an integral part and part of the emotional engine of this team. If this is it for him, I think it's going to have a – quite the toll um, what 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 can you make of, of what it'll be like tonight a little bit in that locker room
6: certainly emotional uh i reflect back um actually some of the best games we've played as far as how the team played over expectations were some of those last games of the season and a lot of times it was week 17 right because we weren't going to the playoffs however yep. there's a bunch of guys in that locker room that you care deeply about did you know based on their contract situation and how the NFL works. they' this is our last chance to suit it up, strap the chin strap on, and go out and play with your buddies, right? I, I remember going way back to high school, my freshman year, we made it all the way to the state championship. And going into the last game of the season, the state finals, my coach said, hey, this is the last time you'll ever strap it up with these guys, you know? And, and as a kid, like, you don't really think about that until all of a sudden you're in that moment and you're faced with that reality. And then it's like, wow, I, I want to do something that's memorable. I, I want this memory of this special group, because no matter how much you love your your teammates, you spend so much time with them that you have all these memories. Right. And how do I want to remember our time together becomes really important. And I think Kareem being one of the leaders, certainly in the offense and also for the whole team, there's a lot of guys that want to remember their time with Kareem hunt very positively. And I think they will, but a lot of times it's that last taste that remains the longest and so it's going to be emotional because there, there's a great chance that Kareem Hunt gets traded. Um, and they want to make sure that they send him out the right way because they, I think this, this team really loves him. And they understand how much he's meant to this team since he got here.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, he's been limited to just 20 total yards the last two games, but a good career history against Cincinnati, seven touchdowns in five games against them with both the Chiefs and the Browns, and it would be nice for him. If he is, in fact, this will be his last game with the Cleveland Browns to go out in a win and to go out productive like he was on that Thursday night a couple of years ago where we just ran Chubb and Hunt at the Cincinnati Bengals and punished them into Mm -hmm. submission. Uh, Hoff, I want to ask you about one guy, Trey Hendrickson. What would be your game plan for stopping him? He has been incredibly productive. Uh, He's got three and a half sacks to lead the team, 31 sacks since the start of the 2020 season behind only TJ Watt and Miles Garrett, and he's the guy that on that line stands out as the playmaker and the one who could, you know, disrupt our offense and lead to one of those critical turnovers.
6: Yeah, as much as I want to watch Amari Cooper versus Uh alusier because I think that's going to be a great matchup, and that'll be fun to watch in the same year. I know my eyes are going to slide over to that left tackle position because. Judd's coming off the worst game of the season. He played really well early on, and he he struggled last week. I think he even admitted it. Um, So this is an opportunity to bounce back. This is the NFL, right? In college, you play one, maybe two All-American, All-Big Ten-type players every season. And then the rest of them, you got a bunch of cupcakes. But in the NFL, man, the hits keep coming. Like Trey Hendrickson this week, and he's one of the best at getting home. He doesn't always have the big sack numbers because – he doesn't have that elite closing speed that miles does, you know, that four or five speed that can turn a hit or a pressure into a sack, but that doesn't make the job any less challenging because he is a big physical high motor guy. That's pretty slippery when he's in pass protection. And when um, he's got a, a, especially a bigger offensive lineman on him, he can be tough to find surface areas to hit and to grab onto. So for Jed, it's going to be a big game and it, it's going to show us a lot about his focus, his ability to pay attention to the little details, because that's what you need to be able to that brings it every single snap with the intensity that Trey Hendrickson does. So, I would say, if you see Jed slipping at all mentally, with from a focus standpoint, Trey's going to take advantage of it. So, this is a great measuring stick for Jed to see if he's learned any of the lessons that he hopefully learned from last week, and he's able to carry it over and make the corrections this week.
2: Hoff, you're the best, buddy. Yes. Enjoy your Halloween. Hopefully you get a win here tonight to make it better.
6: Happy Halloween.
3: Go Brownies. Hoff,
6: Hoff, real stuff. quick.
4: Baby stuff.
3: After the Hoff ceremony, I would really like for you one Halloween to go Baywatch David Hasselhoff, grow a little bit of a mullet, and... Say no, don't hassle the Hoff, to everybody. I think. Oh it'd be great. God,
2: I think that seems like a must, right? I think so.
6: I, I, I like. I may have to bring that over to Germany. Actually, my uh, my kids are laughing. I'm going to the national German game in a couple weeks, huh? which is going to be really cool. So I'm covering for an F and I. But you know, David Hasselhoff, he's big over in Germany. And- huge, so, huge, 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 huge. My wife was laughing. She's like, "Well, baby, you're going to become big in Germany, and then you're going to have to go over there, and you're going to do the David Hasselhoff thing." In Germany. And I was like, yeah, don't worry, that ain't happening. But you never know if I dress up. (laughs) You never know. Oh, I love love it. Come on. Let's go. Oh,
2: my God. I think you'd just thrive. Great talking to you, Hoff, as always. Thanks, guys. Hey, Browns fans, you could enter a chance to win season tickets for the 2023 season from Sugardale and your local Meyer. Two lucky fans will have a chance to compete on the field during halftime, November 27th, for the ultimate prize. Text BROWNS to 55678 to enter today. Still so much more to come. you will listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
1: Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
2: Headed to the Browns Bengals game tonight. Stop by the newly renovated Bud Light Balcony Bar inside First Energy Stadium. Six thirty-seven thirty. Beat Browns legend Kevin Mack. Register win fifty NFTs for use in Bud Light Survivor Pick'em game. Bud Light reminds you to always enjoy it responsibly. Let's go, salvage it. Let's go, Let's go. Gotta have it. Let's go. Next level's next. We're back tomorrow. for the Browns
1: daily. Eight fifty. Yes, we